Welcome to another episode of Canberra Eats. I'm your host, Felix Baskin. On the show, we have a great guest, Sawyer Hemsley, the co-founder of Crumble Cookies. We talk about the origins of the company and their tremendous growth in such a short time. Let's get to the interview. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today uh, on the show. We have Sawyer Hemsley, the CEO of Crumble Cookies. Welcome, Sawyer. Hello, hello. All right. Very nice uh, of you to join us. So uh, before we get into, obviously, all, all the cookies, all the success, all the different locations, you guys have all that kind of current uh, uh, background. Let's talk about the history and the background of how the company and the whole idea kind of came about. Yes, this is one of my favorite questions. And I can talk about Crumble all day long <laughs> because it's such a huge part of my life and it's my career. Right. But we kind of fell into it, honestly. I was going to college in Utah at a university called Utah State. I was in my senior year and I was studying communications with a dual minor in marketing and multimedia. And I was heavily involved in college. I was on student government there. Uh, and then my senior year, I decided to run for student body president. I ended up losing and uh, started Crumble uh, because okay. I needed something to fill my time. <laughs> and I Nothing like cookies to fill in the, 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 the sadness of right. losing. <laughs> and I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I took a couple of classes in college and, and you know, started a couple of side hustles prior to Crumble. So I just love going for things and just chasing big dreams, even if like there is risk. And so we ended up opening Crumble as a side hustle, was never meant to be a career or something long-term. Uh, we rented a building month to month, risk-free, no contract, and we dove right into the business. Now, Business 101 would say have a product and service prior to you know renting a building and buying equipment, sure. but we didn't do that. We rented the building, we bought the equipment, and then we developed our product. Um, but it ended up working for us and, and in our favor, and we knew we had to develop a really strong recipe for a chocolate chip cookie. We only sold chocolate chip in those early days. And so, you know, it's so easy for people to go out and buy pre-made dough or make cookies at home. And so it was crucial for us to really work hard and mastering the craft of cookies. And so we opened our doors in early 2017, you know, three months in, we knew that this could be something bigger than what we imagined. So we both quit our jobs and, you know, jumped in full board on this wow. crazy cookie journey. Amazing. Okay, so real quick, how uh, did you always know, or was was cookies was something with with food with desserts? Was that the the goal? Or was that just something that kind of you said, okay, it's a a pathway to this business? Yeah. So really, you know, we grew up with our grandma and our mom baking mm -hmm. amazing food, and so we've always loved the bakery realm and the food realm, but. Um, and we understood that cookies are a staple part of anyone's lifestyle. You know, it's nostalgic. There's a right. connection there. There's memories. Sure. And so we said, let's make a company and create a company that people are drawn to, you know, naturally. And so that's why we kind of entered the cookie realm. But we also entered that category because we thought the need and, and we knew the need was less hassle in the kitchen, mm -hmm. less mess, um, and quick and easy. And right. so it was in the height of DoorDash days, you know, right. when it was first coming into fruition in our little area and we lived in a rural community. So it was a big deal. And so we said, let's capitalize on this delivery and start delivering 
warm, fresh, mm-hmm. homemade cookies okay. to our customers and to the community. And so that's kind of how it started and, and developed. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Good. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as people start, it sounds like a easy idea. It's like, Oh, let's just make a cookie and do it. So I, I want, I want you to share with everybody kind of how many variations, how many recipes did you guys try? I, I, I can't even imagine. What, what, oh. Did you keep count at all? You know, we didn't keep count, but it took us months, honestly, um, because we didn't come from professional baking background. Like right. we truly had to go through the process of trial and error and we threw away so much dough. Um, we joke about throwing away dead body bags because we had put the dough in these big black bags and then both have to shimmy out to the parking lot and heave the bag into the garbage. But we tried so many different things, you know, and and it's just learning on bakery uh, great equipment or, you know, like professional grade equipment. Yep. It's different than your home mixer. Baking in a, a, a bakery grade oven is way different than home baking mm-hmm. in an oven. So just lots of trial and error. And I would say it probably took us a good solid six months. And oh. we did a lot of taste testings with mm-hmm. our community members to make sure that they loved our product prior to launch. Okay, great, great, great. Um, okay, terrific. And so obviously you guys started locally there. When, um, how, when did you expand beyond kind of like the, the city and locale there? Did you start with kind of deliveries, kind of uh, remote deliveries, or were you always thinking, was the goal always to actually have locations or was it more like you know, centralized locations and let's try delivering, going out first and then yeah. kind of seeing how that goes. So again, a lot of trial and error, but yeah. we started with delivery, as I mentioned prior, and we had a storefront. We didn't think the storefront would be as successful, but as we started to open our doors and um, sell these cookies, we found out that people loved the experience of walking in the door, seeing the process, seeing the bakery, smelling the cookies and watching the bakers, you know, throughout the entire process. And that quickly uh, made us realize that people wanted to come in and have that interaction and that experience even more so than delivery. Yeah. So you may be shocked, but in-store sales is is greater than delivery or curbside. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's when we knew like storefronts still had power. You know, it wasn't just delivery. And we had no intentions of ever franchising this business out or going to multiple locations. We said, let's keep it within our home state of Utah. Maybe right. do a few stores here and there with friends and family. But um, it ended up being like a lot of people just naturally wanted to join our company because of the energy and the excitement. And so we ended up franchising and now we have 580 stores with many more to come. Yeah, I I was going to say, you guys are basically uh, beyond, uh, I was looking at your your site earlier today, got a handful of New England states and uh, New York and a couple of Midwest states, but otherwise you guys have uh, gone through great expansion there. How how is... How has that been? And I can imagine, you know, as far as selecting the, the, you guys obviously have a certain vibe and certain feel and uh, attitude about your brand, obviously. So how uh, is that a challenge selecting the, the right people to work with you? Or do you have a nice pool of, of individuals requesting that? Yeah. You know, we never actively went out and tried to sell a franchise. People just come to us and say, we want to be involved. So it's been super awesome. Yeah them coming to us, but we do have a rigorous process for people to be involved. We want people to have passion about our product. We want them to be committed to the brand and Mm -hmm. involved in their community. We often require them to be members of their community, um, whether they've lived there prior or have family there. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's, it's important for us to find people that care about all of those things and will mm-hmm. do a good job to protect the brand and right. ultimately at the end of the day serve you know a high-end gourmet right. product no that makes sense yeah and uh, again going back to um talking about the, the layout of the stores and having people involved and in seeing all that part of that too is i i i'm, I'm sure part of uh, the the repeat customers is the a rotation of new uh products in every week mm-hmm. so uh, how when did the idea for that come about and yeah, so- and not only that that's the first question second how do you what are the challenges you experience with that with all these locations now and every week kind yeah. of uh, adding that to it yeah great question so we fell into the rotating menu as well we started out with just our staples chocolate mm-hmm. chip and chilled classic pink sugar and then our customers said we want more flavors and so we started developing more flavors uh, we used to do a different flavor every week mm-hmm. then that transpired into every flavor friday and then uh, when we opened our first franchise, you know, six months later, mm-hmm. we just simply couldn't keep keep up with the output of, you know, our cookies being sold. And no, knowing bakery, it takes, a, it's a process to bake yeah. something from scratch, you sure. know, especially with young adults who maybe never have entered a kitchen before. And so we we said, okay, let's, let's take a step back and figure out how can we make this more efficient? And mm-hmm. that's where the rotating menu came into play. And we said, let's rotate four unique flavors every week and keep our two staples, making a total of six cookies. So that's kind of the history behind the rotating menu. Okay. And it's only been, it's honestly been one of the best decisions we've ever made because yeah. it keeps people excited. It's almost like Christmas Eve, every Sunday night when we drop our flavors because Definitely. people are anticipating their favorite flavors to come back or just to simply see what's on the menu. Yeah. And then the challenges we've seen with a rotating menu, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. I mean, trying to train 30,000 plus bakers on new recipes every week yeah. that are again, young adults and trying to have a supply chain strong enough to yes. support each of those stores is a challenge but what we've been able to do is we've been able to create relationships with vendors and we've actually set up our own warehouses across the nation what we call crumble foods where we're able to supply Mm -hmm. our stores efficiently with product um it's it's been amazing because we're we're so large now that we've been able to have buying power to be able to move product a lot easier um and drive down the cost for our franchise partners in that aspect we also do a lot of planning so we're currently planning into 2023 summer and fall so we know our cookie calendar in advance yeah yeah Um, makes sense yeah for sure we often joke that we're on a rocket ship that's launched but we're also building the rocket ship at the same time as it's going yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's true i mean i could imagine that and as far as uh how do some of the ideas come about? Where do you guys get kind of this inspiration? Is yeah. it just kind of some, sometimes it hits you, sometimes you have to think about it or how does that work? Well, honestly, now that I've entered the cookie realm, I think about anything and everything that can be turned into a cookie flavor. <laughs> you name it, cupcakes, cakes, hard candies, yeah. candy bars, brownies. And, and really what we aim to do is we try to find something that people already love mm-hmm. or that they have a connection to, you know, whether that's, 
a popsicle or ice cream or whatever it may be. And we try to turn that into a flavor because people know that already and they have a connection there and it just makes that product that much stronger. So we're pulling ideas out of everywhere and we're always open to feedback. So if you ever have an idea, call (laughs) me up and I'll see what I can do. You know, I I looked at your your thing this week. I was like, wow, that nut or butter looks interesting. (laughs) It's been fun, especially like a lot of these bigger brands are reaching out and saying, please make our product into a yeah. cookie. And it's been super fun to work with the R&D team on those yeah, products. I was going to ask you, it was like all these different collaborations. Again, you don't have to mention who it is, but have you ever had an idea for something? And did did a company ever say no, or they weren't that that interested in, in pursuing it? Did you ever have? You know, any? yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you the company. I hope they don't get mad at me, but I love Orange Julius. Uh-huh. Like I grew up watching, yeah. making my own made orange julius yeah. and so we tried to make that into a cookie huh. we launched it did really well but they reached out and said hey don't be using orange julius in a cookie oh. they kind of uh dropped us on the wrist oh, but that's um huh. so there's a few companies that like to keep their product you know yeah, yeah, within sure. their that would have been interesting I, I i think i missed that one that would have been an interesting one to, to try there Huh. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. It's so fun though. R and D and the development of our cookies. Yeah. It's the best part of the job. How, how, again, since you guys have grown so much, how uh, hands-on are you still with the kind of the, I don't say day to day, but again, like I said, with the, you know, with the, the recipes and everything else like that, how, how involved are you still with that? I'm full bore. And yeah. so that is like my main, my main role is to yeah. make sure our product is spot on. And so every day at 3 PM, I have a standing meeting with a research and development team okay. and we're reviewing flavors. Either we're tweaking flavors to enhance them and make them better, revamping them, developing new, um, or just testing new products that we've yet to even develop a cookie for. Okay. So it's it's something that I'm heavily involved in. I actually put myself through culinary school after graduating college. Okay, excellent. excellent. I wanted to have that experience sure. to be able to talk to profiles and, and flavor right. pairing and, and the science behind baking. Right. And so right. I've fallen in love with it. And it's yeah. something that I've I've just fell into and I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Good, good, good. What, uh, if, if, I mean, do you have a, a favorite of, uh, uh, one of these weekly specials that over the years, one or two that, that really stands out to you, they really enjoyed working like on a cookie flavor. Yeah. Is that your yeah. Okay. So I love every cookie that we produce. And I'm not just saying that because sure. I don't put something out that I don't personally love, but I, I also make sure everyone likes that cookie as well. It's not just about me. We have a rigorous testing program where we test all our cookies prior to launching on the menu. But some of my favorites have included Kentucky butter cake. Oh, I love just those butter notes, classic chocolate cake that we've turned into a cookie. If I'm not eating cookies, I'm eating chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I love anything peanut butter. So I'm just a foodie at heart and I'm, I'm easy to please, but yeah. I, I would say my number one right now is Kentucky butter cake. And we're actually running a, a second rendition of that Kentucky butter cake this week. Uh, and it's a raspberry Kentucky I butter cake. That. So if you get right. the opportunity to try it, yeah, go I, and try it. I trouble. do. I do love uh, anything raspberry. So that, that, that definitely looks really, really good there. 
yeah. excellent. Good. So I, I know you briefly mentioned, obviously, a lot of the equipment and stuff like that. I know you guys use some of the Cambro stuff. Uh, do you, is that doing a good job for you guys? What do, what do you have to oh, say? Absolutely. About I mean, you you talk about bakery equipment or storage containers, and Cambro is top of our list. I mean, oh, the quality from Cambro is top notch. And I'm not just saying that. Like, <laughs> I personally have bought Cambro items for my home kitchen. There you go. <laughs> I, I love the ease and the lids always snap on, whereas some of the buy the other competitors don't necessarily, or they shrink. And it's just been great. Um, right. Recently, we've been looking at the Cambro uh, pan racks. Uh-huh. I yeah. love the quality and the sturdiness of the Cambro pan racks. And I also yeah. love that they're not made of metal because yeah. sometimes when you're sliding pans on metal, um, it leaves shards, which could then yes. get into product yeah and so the innovation and, and the adaptation coming from Canberra was just unbelievable i actually saw them at the national restaurant association yeah. this past summer okay. and some of the new products they were coming out with are awesome i also have some ideas for new products great Canberra, well, we, so call we, me up we and, love uh, we love to hear it with, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll do a partnership like you guys do with the different brands <laughs> yeah that's amazing but yes love your product you're doing a, a good job Terrific. We appreciate uh, you saying that. Uh, so let's talk a little about the, uh, the 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 future, short term, long term. What what's yeah. what, what what do you what do you guys see? So right now, you know, we're just building on our team. Like I mentioned earlier, we have thirty thousand crew members right now across the nation. We have five hundred eighty stores. Uh, we have a goal to have a thousand by the end of the year. Wow. Uh, and then we also have a goal to go into Canada and mm-hmm. be international by this fall end of year as well. So we're super excited to expand outside of the United States mm-hmm. and then just leveling up, you know, how yeah. can we be better in every category? How right. can we bring on better talent here at HQ mm-hmm. to, you know, push our cookies to the next level sure. and compete with the big dogs. Right. Um, right. So the future is bright. Uh, yeah. Cookies have never been stronger in the United States. I would, I would say, uh, I think we revived something that's been around forever yeah. And we put a new twist on it. And I think Definitely. the buzz and the excitement around maybe what someone call an ordinary baked good is, you know, reimagined. And yeah. so we're super excited to look forward into the future. That's excellent. Great. Well, thank you. We uh, appreciate your time and uh, wish you continued success. Seems like, like you said, you guys are like on a rocket ship to, to, to the stars there. So continued yes. success. Thanks again. All right. We appreciate you guys at Cambro. Thanks for listening. Visit CamberEats.com for more information on this episode. Until next time, stay hungry.